Episode six. This is Davis and Scott. What's up, Scott? Nothing. What's up, buddy? Uh, nothing. I'm recovering. I got real drunk yesterday for the Auburn um, Arkansas game, and uh, I don't know if you've ever tried this, but uh, I was taking a piss later at night when I was real hammered, and my toilet's a little low, and I tried to go f- almost full splits as far as I could to <laughs> take a piss in there. It was great. <laughs> it was that, great. It that was, sounds fun. It was stressful, but it worked. I, I made made it all in there. It was made it into a contest. <laughs> <laughs> and you were able to stand again after it was over? I was. Yeah. I was. I did not uh, tear any muscles at the old age of 40. Yeah. You got lucky, dude. <laughs> I know, right? That was a pretty crazy game, too, though. The third voice you hear today is our good friend, uh, Nick Allen. You can hear him on uh, Todd and Tyler Radio. He's an Omaha Funny Bone regular. Uh, he's our buddy, the creator of Dragonfire. Uh, last comic standing. I don't even know what else, dude. Thanks uh, for uh, mentioning Dragonfire. Yeah, I like it. The best, yeah. dude. Thanks They're for having one me. One of my gentlemen. favorite, favorite uh, bands. Aspiring regional manager. Right. Someday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and because we know a little bit about regional managers, we got you some shroot bucks. Oh. <laughs> that's a, thank you. It's very you know, kind of you. Because when he was the regional manager, guys. that's uh, that's what he did. I love it. You brought spend those gifts? anywhere, wow. I believe. You guys are on top of your shit. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, your tits are looking great today. Thank you. Yeah. They're getting bigger. <laughs> no, I think smaller. You've been doing push-ups. No, no. <laughs> we bought it. We I, we have a weight set in our basement now, and I set it up and I worked out regularly for about two weeks until I fucked something up on my neck, <laughs> and now like that's recovered and I haven't gone back yet. I'm trying to tell myself it's because I'm scared of my neck getting hurt again, but I think it's just laziness. You got to be careful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I don't work out. I'm afraid of getting hurt. And I've never been hurt working out, so. I've only been stretching. That's all I do in my old age. I stretch, and then I uh, do some, like, jumping jacks and stuff. No no more free weights. All in the bathroom? (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) Uh, We got some questions for you to start the uh, episode here, Nick. All right. Scott, you want to go? Yeah, so uh, this is one that I don't ever hear a lot of people get asked, but where's the craziest place that you've ever done a stand-up show? Like, the weirdest or craziest? Um... I've made some bad mistakes that I won't do again. Like <laughs> the worst place it was just, we were just talking about this. We have a family friend that has a pool at their house and they were having like a birthday party that a band was at. And I'd been doing stand up a couple years and like, go tell some jokes. And like, that was a big mistake. <laughs> family party. <laughs> you just look around, you know, everybody and they're like, what the fuck? Why I'm, like, why are you talking? Like, why am I talking? What is happening here? <laughs> Try to like make fun of some people. It was, it was a disaster. Is that I've been, I used to host an open mic at, um, a barbecue restaurant in the Exarban Village here in Omaha. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, and nobody would ever know that the stand-up did. It was, there was going to be an open mic, so these people were just like enjoying their it was meals. For stand-up, and then out of nowhere, it's like, oh hey, open mic! Like that was. <laughs> you create weird situations right. like that sometimes, but absolutely, <laughs> those That's are my awesome. favorite. Yeah. I just did a show this summer on a retaining wall outside <laughs> oh, in oh. pandemic times. The farmhouse lounge. We were just set up yeah. outside the farmhouse lounge. 
Yeah, we'll go wherever. We're not, I think this pandemic has changed that even more because now, you know, the standard inside lights on the stage, it's right. rare to be able to find that or have it be safe somewhere. So this is true. Yeah, very true. We're finally, Funny Bone's finally back this upcoming week. After Thank this God. Episode. Yeah. Yeah, we're all excited about Place that. to do comedy again. <sighs> Shit. Like my family is too. I've been driving everybody crazy. <laughs> I used to be, I used to yeah, be, yeah, leave the house. I wasn't home every night. Now I'm home every fucking night. I'm the same because I literally haven't worked or really done anything through this. So I've literally been home the whole time and I'm going crazy. I hate them. They hate me. It's all, it's mutual. Yeah, but we also Dad, love, don't you have somewhere to go? I wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish. <laughs> uh, my first question. Um, I've seen you a couple times uh, sing. And my first question is, <laughs> when did you first realize you had a beautiful singing voice? <laughs> I am still waiting on that realization. <laughs> All yeah, right. just because I'm not good at singing, it hasn't stopped me from singing. <laughs> well, it shouldn't. It's good. It's yeah. good. I, I, I was working it. on a new song. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what song? Do, do you want to review uh, this? It's by it? Brian Adams. <laughs> but I don't know if it's something I'm going to be able to do. Because Colleen, when I sing Broken Wings, like Colleen doesn't like it when I sing Broken Wings. So I'm going to be there, not this first week they're open, but the second week. When Chris Porter's there, I'm hosting at the club. And then there's a clash of the comics. Whatever oh, day that is, right. Thursday, yeah. the 15th, 16th, whatever that weekend is. In, in the email, she said, no broken wings. Oh, she, oh she, specifically? <laughs> right. But, but that doesn't mean not another song. Right. That does, that's not no singing. <laughs> yeah. My introduction to you doing that was at an open mic. And uh, I think you did a show. I came to another show, like across the street, maybe. And we went to the open mic and you were like, watch this. And you went up there and I'd never seen you do it. And you did it. And I kept peeking around the corner. And everyone else that was there was super pissed. <laughs> yeah. And that made it even more funny to me. <laughs> it's definitely not a crowd pleaser. No, not at all. But it's a great, it's a great bit. I like it. Oh, thanks. I love doing it because like the people that like it, like it. Like they like they really like it. it. Right. And the people that hate it, they're just like, they really what the hate fuck? It. How long are we going to, are we seriously going to sit through this entire thing? That's awesome. I get up and leave. I would, that's a badge of honor. Right. <laughs> I, li- I like Fucking it. Fucking take off. <laughs> you you got off stage that as time. As long as you're like the last person on the show. You you're know? like, I don't think anyone laughed. And I go, I did. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all that mattered. Well, the reaction doesn't really matter because I've got the headphones. When I sing, I have the headphones in, so I'm the only one that can hear the song. Right, so right. if people are laughing, great. And if they're not, I wasn't going to hear it anyway. So yeah. true. That's true. That's <laughs> fucking. Fuck it. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. It's a great way to look at it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, my next question is you've been doing this for a while now. Do you still get nervous going up on stage? Yeah. A little bit like the nerves have changed. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, it's, it's like anticipation and even more like this summer, more anytime I've had a show, you're a little more nervous just because like, Oh, can I, do I still know how to do this? Yeah. How been does doing this it work? So what long. happens? Yeah. But once, once I've had a chance to get up and you start talking, you're like, Oh, okay. But yeah, what? the timing's been inside a joke. I think the timing's fine, but like in between jokes where I'd be like, Oh, well, let's do this next or whatever. Like that seems off. Oh, it's, and is that just More because than of anything. the long break? Or I think just so. The, the yeah. Crowd being well, weird. Cause you haven't been doing sets. I mean, normally right. you do what? However many dozens of sets a month, ideally, right. Or, you know, however many that is, but there's just not, it's not that muscle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like muscle memory. You just have to work it out again and, well, this yeah. isn't my next question, but how no, how long so. <laughs> how long was <laughs> how long was like your last like huge break like that? Has there ever been one? I've taken you a break before. Them? Yeah, um, 
Yeah, because I was just like, I just, I had taken a break. I was getting tired. And it's tough, too, when it's, you know, when something's, like, not going anywhere. Right. You're like, maybe I'll start. And the regional manager had actually, I'd taken a break. A friend of mine and I were writing a script for, we were, like, writing something around the regional manager. Oh, gotcha. Okay. like, oh, I'll focus on that. Sure, sure. And then that, coming back from that, it was just, like, it was more of a release instead of, like, oh, do I still know how to do this? It was more like it had been pent up that whole time. You're like, okay, here we go. Gotcha. And I think this will be more like that, too. That's awesome. My uh, next question, uh, my official question was, uh, do you have any stories about, like, um, when, like, an open mic set or another set that you've done has gone, like, sideways, like, some crazy shit has happened? Like, Yeah. (laughs) I figured you Um, did. (laughs) The worst, the worst one was I was doing, uh, there was a benefit, there's a benefit, this dude I'd grown up with, went to elementary school, high school, we'd kind of knew each other still like friendly. He hit me up cause they were, he and his buddies were doing a benefit for a friend of theirs who'd been in a motorcycle accident a long time ago. Quadriplegic dude can't move from the neck down. Like you like blows into one of those chairs to move it around oh. and shit. So <laughs> it was at the hideout lounge, which was an old, just like shithole venue yeah, in Omaha. And they were having metal bands and like raffles in between. And then I was going to do like the raffles and then do a stand up set at some point in the night. So I owed to do the stand-up set while they're changing out the shit for the bands. It's probably like 10 people, 12 listening and it's going well, all things considered, like right. they're listening, they're laughing. I mean, like fucking who it should have been a disaster, but for some reason people it were was working it. until I was like, I hadn't met the dude that the benefit was for. So I was like, Oh, Hey, I, I thank my buddy for having me. I'm like, Hey, thanks for having me. I'm like, man, I'm like, I haven't met you. It's just nice to be here. Thanks. Nice to meet you. And I step off the stage to like introduce myself to him for some reason. I don't even know why, but as I'm walking, as I'm stepping off the stage, I realize that this guy can't move his arm. Like I'm going to shake his hand. Shake his hand. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do when I get there because he can't move. And then as I'm doing that, I kick over a monitor that was on the stage and it flips over, (laughs) uh, hits the ground, like nearly hits his leg in the wheelchair and shit. And like he was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. The fucking, the sound guy was pissed. What the fuck? The fucking monitor's off. And I was like, oh shit. And then I tried to keep the set going after that, <laughs> and it didn't fucking. They abandoned ship. Well, yeah. yeah. Energy and every, was and gone. A lot of people, like half the people, just walked away. And then fucking the dude too. He just like, you know, blew into the fucking straw. He was like, "I'm out. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. done." <laughs> I was like, I felt so bad because I, 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 uh, I felt so bad. It's the funniest me to picture in my head <laughs> that everyone left and he's the last one there and he just, just turns around and away. He's like, <laughs> shit "I'm so out. Fuck this." <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I fucked it up even more afterwards because they're like, you know, you don't have to stick around if you don't want. I was like, no, I think I'm fine. I should have just let, like, they're like, dude, leave. Yeah. Like, we don't fucking need you here. It was a All subtle nod. kicked over a fucking monitor, dude. Well, I think it was like, it's kind of a dick move to do that. I think it because I'm, I don't, I think it put more attention on his ailment oh, and sure. shit. And like, yeah. that, I'm sure he still has to deal with bullshit like that his entire life. And I'm just one more douche fucking. That is true. Like, you know, pointing a spotlight on that. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't go well. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> um, so for, we know you, we've seen you around. How long have you been doing stand up? Um, I don't know. I think it started in 2004, six, 2006. But I don't know. I've got this little note card in my closet that says the date. I think it might've been 2006. Really? Was it 14 years? That is. I think that sounds about right. Yeah. 
So, so in those, I it, should probably like be better and shit. But, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's the weird things. Like when you start doing stand up, if like, once you start getting better at it, people are like, "How long have you been doing it?" And you'd be like, "Oh, five, six years." And they'd be right, like, "Oh, right. wow!" <laughs> and then there's a point where you say, "How long have you been doing it?" And they're like, "Oh, that seems about right." And now I'm at a point where I say how long I've done it. And like, oh, <laughs> uh, okay. They seem bummed. <laughs> yeah, but that's a normal per- Like to yeah. me, is like you're still doing it. Like you haven't given up or quit yet. So something's going right, right? You know? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no. Mark Barron has a great line about. Uh, He's like, at some point you stop following your dreams and they're just dragging you around. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I think I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go with, um, what's my next one? Oh, I've been, I've seen a couple times lately that you've like reposted these people that are talking shit to you now that you are, you know, more out there on yeah. the radio show. How does it feel to have strangers fucking hate your guts? <laughs> I love it. Good, good. No, like, fuck you. Um, I uh, love the post yeah. that you put. You're like made another friend. <laughs> uh, well, I'm a big kiss fan and that comes up on Todd and Tyler a bunch. And there was some dude sure. that emailed them. Just like fuck kiss and fuck Nick bringing kiss up all the time. I printed that off and hung it up in my garage. I'm like, <laughs> perfect. Why is he so mad about kiss? Something happened at a kiss concert when he was younger. Maybe no, like, no, like those guys have said at the end of that email, he was like liberal hacks. Like, and like oh, so he's really mad about that. And it's Dude, just something internet, to attach to. Yeah, the internet just, is so fucking weird, man. Like, these, I mean, I like, saw I saw something on Twitter. Some dude designed a twenty five pound butt plug for you. <laughs> oh, that is true. That is true. Right. You share that post with me. Yeah, <laughs> it, it put for Nick Anal Allen. <laughs> it is interesting that things like people will latch onto. Yeah, it's been, I've got emails. It, sometimes I'll forget. We a lot of times I like you leave. And you're like, what did we even fucking talk about? Right, I've said that for about so this long. podcast. Yeah, they're like, what happened? And um. I'll forget. And then sometimes they'll play like a best of, I got an email out of nowhere. This guy was just like, fuck you. Lincoln park rocks. I'm like, what? Because one time you mentioned right, yeah, months ago, <laughs> I was like, I was like, suck. Lincoln park sucks. Of course they suck. <laughs> but this guy fucking hears you say that. If I heard somebody say that anywhere, right. I would agree with them. Even if it was about something I didn't agree with, I'm not going right. to be like, so some guys like, fuckers hey, email address. Yeah, I got to sit sucks. down and complain yeah. to this guy. It's like, okay, that guy thinks You're like, Oh yeah. Sucks. Lots of people right. think kiss sucks. Right. I don't care. That guy loved Lincoln Park. Yeah. More than anything. More he, than anything. He probably really likes Creed as well. <laughs> he probably just wants to talk shit to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Lincoln Park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't really have I'm any more Nick questions. <laughs> I got a couple more. I got uh who's your favorite comedian that you've worked with? Oh. Um. That's tough. I, know I should so probably many. know this off well, the top of my so head. Well, there's so many. I don't, a guy it's that just I like just, asking someone who's your favorite comic. Yeah, you know? I don't, I've been really lucky to work with, because Colleen brings in fucking amazing acts. Right. And I've been lucky to work with a lot of people that, that I look up to. I was just, the dude I was thinking about the other day, he's not necessarily my favorite comic, but I mean, he was funny as fuck. But uh, I got to work with Robert Schimmel oh, before yeah. he passed away. and That was one of my dad's favorite comics. Yeah, he ever. was so funny and so just fucking funny. class act. And he was nice, too. I hadn't been doing stand-up. That well, get that point. We were, that dude and I were just standing at the bar, he had like in between shows or whatever, and he was like, "You look comfortable up there." And I'm like, "Oh, thanks." And at the time, like, you know, Robert Schimmel said some yeah. nice shit. I was like, right. "Huge." And then 
the more I've thought about that over the years, I'm like, oh, like he just needed to find something nice to say that wasn't like you got good jokes or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, what do I say to this kid that's fucking like not? Uh, hey, but still being a good guy, right? That still being a good that dude boosted your confidence. Yeah, you yeah, know? totally. At the time, Kevin Nealon. I think JB Smoove is probably like the funniest stand-up show I've ever seen oh, that I was yeah, in person yeah. for. He's he was so fucking funny. Dude. He's so funny. That's one I haven't seen live. He's hilarious. He has a special on something. Um, I don't know. Maybe Amazon. I don't remember. Hmm. Uh, and then a follow up to that one. The last question is who is the fucking worst to work with? Well, you guys have talked about him uh, for sure on this podcast. For sure. Like he's a, start with the a friend of the podcast. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it's with an Ollie Shore. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's a that's 100% for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, but at least he's, I don't know, at least he's finding new ways to be a dick when, when I've worked with him. But I think he, it's like it's all a learning experience because he's one of those people, too, that if like, I just won't do those shows. Right, right. You're like, I don't want to work with right. this guy. I'd yeah. rather not. Well, you don't want to be treated like an asshole, dude, especially in that environment where you're in the you're a coworker with him for the night or the weekend. You know what I'm saying? So, like, don't treat me like a fucking dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's there's some weeks that are like sometimes you can tell that not being in the green room is going to be like an unspoken thing. Right. We're like, oh, maybe I should just give this person some space. And then there's other times where it's like a spoken thing. Yeah, oh, where they're like, "Don't come in the right. fucking green yeah. room." Yeah, or that like, was- like Paulie Shore's quote was, uh, "You can leave now." Yeah, <laughs> oh, like, that's, oh, what he said. that's what he said. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's like sounds with, about with right. uh, Kevin James. That was a thing. Like nobody in the green room, and it wasn't them being a dick. That was like his management's thing, and he had a bunch of people with him, and so there was nobody in the green. Well, room. Well, he is yeah. a bigger guy, and our green room's super small. Yeah. So maybe, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I get it with point. that guy too, because I think wasn't he working on leading up to a special or something? Yeah. I think so, he yeah. could be like, "Hey, I want to be in here with my writers right. and what did like." That makes sense if they're not being a dick, you know, that maybe that's their, their pregame ritual is like not right. having anyone around, put their headphones, whatever their deal is. Yeah, Crazy. I wouldn't hold that against it. It is weird. Like I would never, I don't think I would never ever do anything like that. Because it's right. also some of those people that come through, they're like, hey, you know what? Like some people do the same stuff, but they're like successful enough that they bring all their own openers and shit. So they right. don't even have to put up with anybody. That's true. That that way, yeah, and usually it's like their friends or like their fucking right. nephew or their girlfriend or something. Yeah, hey, sucks. if you just wanted to be your fucking <laughs> yeah, buddies yeah. and shit here, yeah, why yeah, don't you yeah. fly them in? Right, right, yeah, right. That happens a lot, where they bring their own people with. Yeah, yeah, but it does. That's always um, Dave Attell. I didn't mention it. he was cool as fuck. And other times there's people that like I've kind of gotten past the point of like you just hope they're cool, right. I'm not like, oh, this guy, we're going to be best friends and shit. Like, <laughs> of course I'll open up for you. But um, like, that's not going to fucking happen. But like, like Dave Attell fucking exceeded like any expectation I would have about how cool that dude was. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Everyone's always said that he's I didn't get to work his shows uh, when he came, but he's coming back is the rumor. Apparently, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that'll be awesome. I'll have to work that one because I heard he's the best, dude. That he's he was. Nice what it was like ever. in like any situation, he could be cool. He was cool because we were like out on the patio having a smoke. Like people walk out, or I think there were people outside smoking, and he walks out and has a smoke, and he's just kind of like, "Oh, hey." He knows everybody's looking at him, right? Right. And then he's like, "Who, who wants a picture?" And they're like, "Oh, I do, I do, I do." Just get it, <laughs> it gets it out of the way right away, right? Just right. like, all right, let's do that. And then when he wanted. Sp- when he was like sitting away from people, they just like gave him space. See, I think that's because he engages people right. too. You know that they're not so thirsty to like go up to him because he will go up and have a picture. And 
his that late night show he had probably prepared him big time for that too. Insomniac, yeah, because yeah. everyone's coming up to him all the time, you know, trying to get him to drink and shit. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I used to watch that show all the time. Yeah, he's so fucking funny. Well, let's uh, let's get in the into the meat and potatoes of the episode, dude. Uh, bring up this picture that we have here of a guy that we found that looks like Nick in pandemic form with all right. lots of donuts. <laughs> With this setup here at Walmart. A <laughs> 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 little bit. That looks like bit. me. <laughs> a, a, little a little bit, bit in, the eyes. in the eyes. Because oh, he has a mask on. I yeah. got to lose some weight. That guy weighs <laughs> fucking 80 pounds more than I do. Does he not? He also has a tattoo of like a sigh on his right. fucking forearm, dude. And a giant goatee. <laughs> Yeah. A mask that know. is about Maybe three not. times Maybe too not. small. Maybe not. He looks like he could be my uncle. Dude, there's a lot Maybe. too. <laughs> so we might. I could see the same shaped eyes. I might he not look more like you at all. Do. <laughs> 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 this guy. I think the caption on here says about how this guy's so proud of his Nintendo displays, and it literally says the pink, the blue, the red, the gray. It lists the colors because it's a quote from him. And uh, I really like how his mask is. I haven't seen anyone wear it like that yet. At least it's covering up his nose and his mouth. It is. It's barely covering up the lower lip, but it does not cover his chin. (laughs) All right, you guys have inspired me. I'm getting back in the web, hitting the weights (laughs) tomorrow. I'm pretty sure that mask would fit one of my kids. That's how small it is. Well, or is his head that big? This is just notorious, notorious of Walmart not treating their employees right. They gave him a little kid's fucking mask. <laughs> Get that guy a big mask. Yeah, he's a pretty big dude. He obviously, he has some sort of uh, mental problem with his his love of yeah. Nintendo he's got stuff. like the neck <laughs> thing that's like inflated. He's got like the half of McConnell on the neck. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is not Nick. No. <laughs> <laughs> But seeing that picture oh, and having uh, us remind it remind us of you, uh, it's troubling. We want <laughs> we would like <laughs> uh, uh, we want to talk about past job stories. We've all had probably, as far as I know from knowing you guys, we've all had tons of uh, interesting, past, shit. weird past jobs that might have weird shit going on. And uh, let's talk about some of that shit. You want to start? Yeah, you want to save yours for last because you're the craziest. I mean, my shit's always crazy because I used to clean up crime scenes and meth labs and (laughs) order houses. And (laughs) if you name it, I've probably seen it. But the one that we were talking about earlier when I was kind of talking in show prep is uh, so we cleaned a house out in Council Bluffs and this lady was a hoarder and she had dead birds in her freezer. So. She was a big, like, parrot and cockatoos and all that shit. But when they would die, she would wrap them in, like, those brown, like, butcher papers and put them in her freezer. So as we're cleaning out the kitchen and we get to the fridge, we open up the fridge. To eat them later? I I don't know. what She she just saved them. (laughs) I guess you could. You could. She just saved them because she spent a lot of money on them. So... Uh, we get the, the the kitchen started clean and we we pull everything out of the fridge. I mean, there was like a gallon of milk in there that was like 10 years old that wasn't any. I mean, it wasn't even milk. It wasn't even cheese. I don't even know what it was. It was disgusting. So we throw everything oh. away. And uh, the next day when she had come to the house, she yelled at us for throwing away her dead birds. What? She was 
furious. Oh, that's what they always get mad about. That we threw away her dead birds. I mean, that's just the tip of the ice. Get your hands off my mustard packets. Yeah. That's what they, they don't fucking like that shit. pieces of cheese off the floor and keep them. I mean, it's. You threw away all of her friends. Yeah, it was, it was bad, dude. Did you bury them or did you just toss them? Oh, no, they went in the dumpster. Yeah, she's never getting over that. That's why the birds haunt his dreams these days, dude. All the spirits of all those birds you threw away. Yeah, it was, it was probably the worst house I've ever been to i still have the address burned in my mind I can, and it was over in council bluffs i could so. never work a job like this the smells i would be puking all day dude i cannot smell crazy shit like that i'll fucking throw up everywhere oh yeah the smell handled puke, diarrhea dog puke, turds fucking piled on top birds. of each other uh, <laughs> was there ever just like a pile of jizz somewhere uh we've we've done ones where we found like tons of condoms like used we did a house uh, by Lake Cunningham, and it was uh, a, the, the house wasn't abandoned, but a bunch of squatters had moved in, and uh, they would like they would fuck and just leave condoms with loads like hanging on like uh, like curtain rods, really? or they were just all over the house. It was disgusting. I got pictures of them because I would send them to people like, "How'd you what like to live in this damn house? Fuck, dude. how do you clean that up?" Uh, in just, a hazmat suit, yeah, we for were sure, fully right? decked out in hazmat suits. Do you have masks. like grippers or something that you can <laughs> grab them with, or do you have to grab them with your hand? Well, I mean, we don't use grippers, but we would find ways to take them down without using our hands. Oh <laughs> man, holy shit, dude! So that's if you do that in the morning, like, what do you eat for lunch? Oh, just whatever. <laughs> Yogurt. <laughs> we, there, yeah. was, there was, dude. There was a day, and this is no joke. There was a day we had gone and ki- cleaned up a. a the guy had died and he was in there for a while. So he decontaminated and that smell of death, you just can't get away from. And so we would have to dispose of everything in like bio containers and a company has to come pick it up because it all has to be incinerated. So we had a van that we would pack these containers in after we left the scene to take it back to our shop, to put it in the, the collection bin for them to come pick up. And we're driving back to the, the place, and we have our windows down. I mean, it smells like a dead body in there. And we went through Wendy's drive-thru. Oh, what because the Because we were fuck, hungry. Dude, and we didn't, what the uh, you don't, dude. When you do that, you don't think about it. But when that girl opened the window to take the money, she gagged immediately. Oh, for uh-huh. sure, dude. And when the lady handed us the phone or the food, I'm pretty sure she puked. Oh, I'm almost positive. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I was on the phone with my boss laughing hysterically. <laughs> like, there was nothing I could do. I mean, I wasn't driving, so I just found it hilarious. And you're just gonna like eat in the van? Yeah, I was just <laughs> eating on the way. Oh, you just get fries oh, smelling with dead bodies. You, get, you yeah. just get used to it. I mean, it's, it's. I got my eye on you, dude. You might be a cannibal, bro. This <laughs> <laughs> <Just> guy. <laughs> my friends used to say it wouldn't surprise them if I was a serial killer. I'm like, why? Just because I cleaned it up. Yeah, but it seems you just to never know. know. You don't yeah. have you don't have nightmares. <laughs> no, that stuff doesn't bother me. A thing stinking? No, no. Yeah. It's like a house like that. Could somebody live in there after you've cleaned it up? Yeah. Like, how long would it take for the smell to so, remove? Like what we would do is we, you have to remove everything that's contaminated. So whatever their body touched, whatever their fluids touched. And then sometimes you run like a negative air machine or an ozone machine to pump ozone on because ozone will kill smells. So you pump ozone into a room and you, mm-hmm. I mean, you can literally get rid of the smell and they'll never know that it happened. Do you have to replace the carpet? Oh, yeah, you replace everything, just depending on where they were at or what they touched. I mean, I've done ones where we had one, uh, a guy killed himself, and it was he wasn't discovered for a while, and, like, the fluids leaked through the floor, through the subfloor, and oh. then into, like, the, oh. the lower level of the house. So we had to cut the floor out, the subfloor out in the bedroom, and then the ceiling out in the room underneath. 
Oh. I mean, there, yeah, it gets it gets pretty pretty gnarly, dude. The people me. that buy that they, at some point they just go through a showing and they're like, "Oh, look, a new ceiling fan." They have no idea. <laughs> they have no they had clue. to be like fucking cut out. <laughs> yeah, it was covered in some dude's blood. Don't you? Do you have to declo- disclose that when? Uh, so like, you buy a house that well, someone like, died there, right? No, I don't think you do with deaths and stuff like that. And, the, and murders, right? With, I, with <laughs> yeah. like uh, meth labs. So know. when we'd go decontaminate a meth lab, if somebody cooked in a house. You know, we'd decontaminate it. Everything would get sent out for testing. And if it came back, they don't have to disclose that it was a meth lab. Really? I mean, there's no laws in Nebraska. Now, other states do have laws, but here in Nebraska, we don't. So, like, if somebody cooked meth in this house, you could sell it and you wouldn't have to tell them. And then the people <laughs> what are you move suggesting in, over there, you <laughs> son of a bitch? Yeah. People move in, then, I mean, that can cause illness. I mean, those chemicals are still around. They can cause people to get right. sick. Right, when you clean that up, don't you have to wear like a hazmat, a hazmat suit? Hazmat suits, for sure, so you don't full hazmat suits, right. like chemical suits. And uh, But with that, uh, the, the one caveat to that is if the police are involved and they know it was meth, then the state will come in and test. And if they test, then that property gets put on a website and it cannot be sold. You can't do anything with it until it's clean. So then, I mean, then you know that it's clean, but I mean, if there was one we did in La Vista uh, here and it was a townhouse and the lady had no idea. And we basically had to get rid of almost all of her stuff, like her and her kids stuff because it was all contaminated and she hadn't been doing it, but she just lived in the house where they had cooked and like the kitchen numbers were, out of control because they were cooking in the kitchen but i've done i've done them all over i mean we did one in uh we did a meth lab in uh fremont where these people were locking their kids in a closet and putting a deck screw through the door so the kids couldn't get out of the closet so they could cook that's i mean it it gets it gets pretty nutty so yeah that's a crazy job. If those right, kids dude. would have listened initially, they wouldn't have to put that bolt in. They would have exactly. just stayed in the just room. Stayed in the room. <laughs> I mean, this is true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Stupid kids. Right. Just so, yeah. cook. Just listen. Yeah. The first time, you don't have to sleep in the closet. That was one that was that was. <laughs> uh, if I can keep your ass in the bed, I'm not going to tell you again. Yeah. <laughs> put that, this gas mask on and lay it here. Yeah. Just lay, lay in here. bed with your gas mask on. What did I tell you? <laughs> Yeah, that one was nerve wracking because there were needles in that one and they were all over the place. And that's where, you know, uh, the the police don't always do a great job when they find stuff like that, because uh, one thing I know, I'm I'm very observant. I notice things that are out of place and we go into this basement and there's a couch that's sitting just flush on the the carpet. Like you don't do that with couches all have like little feet. There's like a little gap almost always. Mm -hmm. And so we walk over and we flip the couch over and Underneath the couch, there was a bag with like all their pipes and bongs and like all kinds of uh, paraphernalia. And I'm pretty sure there was meth in the bag. And so we call the police department. We're like, you know, this is a meth lab. We're working it. And uh, the guy's like, we'll just throw it in the dumpster. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, just put the bag in the dumpster. I'm like, why? So the other meth heads down the street can come in and just so take just throw it? their yeah. pipes and everything yeah. in the dumpster? I'm like, no, you guys come pick this shit up because I don't want to have anything to do with it. He didn't this. even tell just, you to like break them? No, he just them like, them put them in the dumpster. Weird. You could have kept a bong. <laughs> well, <laughs> I probably should have, but yeah, it was, it was nuts. That, that, that was probably the craziest job I've ever had, but it was, it was also fun because, you know, you see shit that, uh, you'd never see before. We did a house where the guys, the, the guy's family was related to Abraham Lincoln through marriage. They were related to like Mary Todd Lincoln. 
And I've got a picture of me holding a book that was autographed by Abe Lincoln. That's and they insane. couldn't find it in the house because they didn't know where it got put. It was a hoarder? It was a hoarder. And you but, found and it? And I found it. No and so way. there's a picture of me holding it, and you can see the A. Lincoln signature on they it. We should have gave you like a $500 tip or something. Uh, right? Well, yeah. we did get tips sometimes, but for the most part, we didn't. Did you think about stealing that? Uh, yeah, a lot actually. Because I mean, you got to. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't find it in crazy grandma's house. All this shit. That's, Why does your ass look square? That's in val- yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no. You can't put a value on that. Like that is. It was and it was authentic. I mean, it was legitimately his signature. Because back in the day, when senators would do, de- it was from when he was a senator. When they would do debates, they would print them because that's the only way they could get them out to everybody in the U.S. So they would print them out and then they would ship them all across the country. And this is one that he personally signed and gave to somebody as a gift. That's, That's crazy. What a yeah. find. Oh, what yeah. Find. It was awesome. That's awesome. So you could have hit your new bong and read the Abe Lincoln book. Yeah, exactly. I would have been set. I'm laughing at the motherfuckers who hoarded it. <laughs> 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 so uh, I don't know. I'll go next. Save Nick for last. Uh I haven't worked any like crazy jobs like that. I've worked like a uh, one hour photo <laughs> and like, which was, uh, I guess it was kind of crazy. Cause but you he, saw some titties. Oh, for sure. So I did it at, I worked that at target and, um, it, our photo lab was like right in the entryway or whatever. And so when you would get like, I, I guess policy through Kodak, cause we worked for Kodak, not target. So it was the best because target like bosses didn't have control over us. Like, we were our own little entity inside of Target, though, but we still had to dress, like, in the red and khaki. But uh, so we were right there. So when you get the pictures in, you get the negatives, and you run the negatives through and develop the film on there first or whatever, And but you can look at the negatives. And if you see, like, salacious pictures or anything, you're supposed to not print those ones. Yeah. And you can print the other ones. But we anything went ours. We're printing oh, that shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We to see them. <laughs> so what we had to do is, like, how the machine worked back then, I don't know if it's still the same, is they'd run through, and then the pictures would drop out this big thing and move over. So anyone there walking in the store can see over yeah. into the pictures. So at some point, we created this huge contraption with manila envelopes that we would tape over the top of it. And other dudes that worked there that knew, like, or we'd show them the pictures of the naked people, uh, they would know that we were printing something crazy when we put that shit over the top. (laughs) Nice. And we had seen uh, Mardi Gras week was always a huge week. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Another, there was one time this guy, uh, this couple came in, and and this guy was, like, all joking. He had, like, a cane and shit. Uh, like a pimp cane, not a regular, like he wasn't an old man. And when I developed his pictures, his <laughs> big fat wife with her fat titties were on there, but there was a couple and she was sleeping and he was holding like a revolver to the, her head. What? Like while she was no. sleeping, what? like laughing about it. Like it wasn't like he was like, she was still alive. I saw her there with him dropping the pictures off, but he was like holding his gun, like laughing, like, ha while she's sleeping, Damn. taking these pictures, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> super crazy. Super crazy. If you're holding a picture and a gun, if your reflexes mess up and right. you're like, Oh, I want right. to click, <laughs> I wanna, oh, I meant to click right. the camera. Right. Oh. dude. So that's one of the craziest pictures. Cause I was like, what, like, do I even like, do I have to turn this into someone? Cause this is pretty crazy. Like what if he kills this lady? Yeah. Like, Did you, you see the photo pictures? evidence? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Did she see those pictures? I I don't know. They picked them up. Sometimes the best was like when like you you get a roll from 
say someone like in college, like a girl or something. And it, as it goes through, it would be like people getting drunk. And then towards yeah. the end, it'd be like this chick that came in is like tits or something. And when she'd get them back, she'd be like looking at them and she didn't remember like taking those. <laughs> and you'd see her like, look at it and be like, Oh, <laughs> just kind of like look up and walk away. Like, cause, cause really most of the customers don't know that we, I mean, they should assume, but I don't think they know that we see every one of their pictures, yeah. but they should, Definitely have assumed that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but there's also, so the security office was right behind our photo lab place. And so we got all the information on like when shoplifters, because we were right by the door too. So they'd tell us to watch for a certain guy. Well, there was this old guy. He was probably like 70 or 80 when, uh, when I worked there. And he would come in at least once a week. And he would go and get a bra and panties. And he would go in the changing room and try them on and then leave. And like the way that I found out is I saw him leaving and you could see like the thong underwear, like coming up from his jeans. And he was oh, like, an old man, dude. He was so stealing. Like, it. Yes, dude. Yes. And so like he was on like the radar to be like, to be like, we're supposed to be on the lookout for yeah. this guy. And once a week he would come in, we could never catch him. Cause how it works. Um, and I, maybe this is secret evidence and everyone's going to start shoplifting now, but how it works at a store is for them to catch you shoplifting. They have to fo- they have to see you do it, like put it in your pocket or whatever, and they have to follow you the whole time until you leave the store. Otherwise, they can't do anything because they don't oh. know. Because what if you put it down? I guess is the thing they can you can get in big trouble if you stop someone. They don't have the shit that you actually thought they had, and so if you like lose sight or something. So huh. they had an undercover like younger kid that was in college that was there like all the time, like following people around and they could never get this dude. <laughs> and one day they fucking got him, dude. And the, the cops came and this fucking old dude, and his wife came and shit. Oh, dude. his wife. Yes. Dude. Oh man. The underwear bandit. <laughs> and got so caught. that was always the question. And I never found out is like, was he stealing it for his wife to give her like nice garments to fuck, you know, like, no, hey, those were probably not. Or is he wearing them? Those dude? were for him. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I bet she went through that entire house and found a stockpile of just bras and panties with his fucking skid marks all over. Yeah, I bet <laughs> he looked real out. embarrassed. It, I felt bad. Like I don't, I don't know. I shouldn't feel bad for him, but I felt bad for him. He's a thief. Yeah, he is a thief. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only reason you'd feel bad for somebody like that is that he, and he could just fucking buy him. Right. If it wasn't so embarrassing, I wonder if it, that would have been at yeah. like the time of self checkout and shit. He would have. He might have. He would have just bought him. He, that's a good point. Maybe, yeah, maybe he was struggling with. Uh, Identity, maybe. Maybe he just wanted to feel pretty. Been, yeah. If he would have done this in 2020, yeah. it wouldn't have been that big a deal. People would have been like, leave him alone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he's into the not only wearing women's underwear, but also the theft, the stealing. Oh, that could be too. It could be a combination of everything. He loves the excitement, dude. Yeah. He's, he's just That's why he's got to wear that thong. Last excitement <laughs> right. before he went down, dude. He's probably dead now. Rest yeah. in peace. His thief. wife probably never fucked him again. No, Unless she was sure like, not. I wish I would have known. And she busts out some giant strap on. She's like, fucking bend over. Did <laughs> 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 they live happily ever after? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll tell one more story just because it's funny to me. Is I worked at Sherwin-Williams Paint Company for a few years. And uh, we had this lady that worked with us who was kind of, she was, she was kind of a little bit mean <laughs> at times. But on this day, she didn't do anything. And this was the time, like, uh, I guess, what, early 2000 or 2010 or something, whenever the housing crash happened, Mm -hmm. uh, the latest one or whatever. And uh, so 
a lot of painters are like pissed off all the time because how it goes is like uh, the money's all loaned between the builders to the painters to the roofers. Like everything's like loaned out. So like they get their paint on credit. So then they paint it and then they get paid by the builder to pay. So a lot of people were like backwards on their bills and shit. People were, everyone, it was real tense and everyone was angry and being there. Like if you messed up paint or something, people would be pissed. So this one morning I'm barely awake. I hate the mornings. I'm out like putting paintbrushes up or something. And this painter comes in and he looks for a brush and we don't have it. And I'm over there. Like I'm the one that he can directly see, but he doesn't look at me. And he turns to this, this lady that was working there. who's kind of a bitch. And he goes, you guys never have anything. You never have fucking paintbrushes. You never have shit. And you, you're a fucking bitch. And then he fucking just walked out. <laughs> and I was standing there like I said, I'm barely awake. Like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and she's like mortified, dude. And everyone is like looking at her, dude. She didn't do anything. <laughs> this guy just had to tell her. And that was, I just told that story because it was real funny and I enjoyed it. <laughs> That's awesome. And it wasn't her fault. She didn't do anything. She didn't have anything to do with the paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Poor lady. That's awesome. That reminds me, I used to work at Runza. And it, it, this includes a word you're not allowed to say now. Um, it's all right. I've, I probably will be canceled if anyone important ever listens to this. Because <laughs> I've, I've been dropping some crazy things, too. So whatever you want to say, just feel free, dude. <laughs> when you talk about people calling names at work, it, it runs a... The dude who was manager at the time, he was probably, what, I don't know, mid-30s, 40. But... <clears throat> This dude was yelling at him through the window about how he wanted his burger. Don't mess this up and put this on there. So then the fucking Dwayne, the manager, he had this bun and he was like putting the ketchup on his burger and he just spells out a big F, A, and G. <laughs> <laughs> Puts everything else on top of that. I'm like, oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I used to sell liquid acid out of the drive-thru at Runza. Are you serious? For like a week. <laughs> not long. It's like I wasn't good at de- dealing drugs with like, I never... The amount of money never seemed to be like worth the hassles. Like, Is it because like you also used the acid and so you weren't making money? Yeah, <laughs> or I think, but I think it's because I put like too much on the sweet tarts of my friend that oh, was like you. sending me out the door with the shit. I think there might have been some shit going on there. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Well, they would just page me because I had a pager back in the day. So it's like, You'd they be like came order, the, order a large fry. And <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, I'll be there. So I would go to the bathroom and I would like, you know, have a piece of foil and just drop liquid acid on these sweet tarts and then wrap it up in the foil. And then when they came through, they would just give me like an extra, you know, 30 bucks or whatever. And I would just like put the acid in there with their cheeseburger and fucking. <laughs> oh, this is a great operation, away. dude. Well, they did that at a McDonald's and uh, what was it? Pittsburgh, maybe, where they were selling crack through the drive through and they, they caught them because they would come up and ask for a Happy Meal toy. And then the dude would hand him the box with the Happy Meal toy and the crack in it. Uh, See, the problem there is sometimes so, yeah. people actually want the Happy yeah. Meal toy. Right. <laughs> I think so that's what happened. happened. A kid is you forgot crack. my Happy yeah. Meal toy and they got a crack rock. Oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you want. I feel like, oh, no, that was the TV show Weeds. I was going to be like, I felt like uh, someone was selling sandwiches with weed, but that was the TV show Weeds. Yeah, I think that was the TV show. <laughs> Any other crazy jobs? Crazy stories? From know. a job? I, I have so many, dude. I fucking probably should have prepared more, but mine are all just like mostly customer service fucking yeah. bullshit because that's most of the jobs that I've done. So it's about people being dicks or something fucking crazy happening. But I thought I was going to get fired from a bank once. Um, I worked at the bank and it was ju- it was a Saturday. So there's like a couple people that worked there on a Saturday. It was this girl. The girl and I were working. I was 
she, something reminded me of Adam Sandler. We've been fuck joking around and shit. So I went into that whole rap from Tollbooth Willie. Oh yeah. Where he oh, goes, perfect. fuck you, you fucking uppity bitch. Oh, fuck you. And all your fucking fish. Oh, she said was like Adam Sandler. Fucking, like we've been, she been great. She was fun. And like we'd joke around about whatever. Right, right, right. So I went into this rap and like, as I'm like a third of the way through, I hear her go like, Nick, Nick. And I was just, I saw I went through the whole thing and then I turn around and there's this lady standing in one of like the fucking teller blades or whatever. And I was just like, Oh, I am real sorry. <laughs> I did not know anybody was standing there. You shouldn't have heard that. So there was like the whole next week at work. I was just waiting for them to call me and be like, Hey, did you happen to just like yell swear for a long time on Saturday? And I'm like, oh yeah, I did. Sorry about that. That's awesome. I saw a super embarrassing thing happen to this dude. I used to work with it. Uh, I used to work at a German restaurant. I worked in the kitchen and there's this dishwasher who thought he was owed a bunch of overtime by the owner. And he probably was, I'm sure. Right. So this kid, <laughs> it's a high school kid. He's for sake of the story. He's probably like, I don't know, about six foot. Frank that owns the place is like, I don't know, five, four short. Uh, dude. <laughs> so like this kid comes in at the beginning of the, like the dinner shift. And he just, he knows that he's fucking, he's, he's to prove a point instead of doing this giant stack of dishes that were there from lunch. He just makes the biggest fucking sandwich I'd ever seen anybody make at this place. And he sits down on this bucket and just starts eating it and waits for Frank to show up. Uh, <laughs> so when Frank gets there, this is a power move. Yeah, it is. Definitely. This is a big totally. power move. So when Frank gets there, he's pissed. The dishes aren't done. He's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? And then this kid's just like towering over him, looking down. He's like, where's my money, Frank? Give me my fucking money. He called him an ass fuck at one point. He's like, you ass fuck. And he said, my dad's a lawyer. We're going to sink this. So finally, Frank's just like, get the fuck out of here. Fucking get out. Get out. So the kid storms off. We all go to the bar to be like, whoa, what the fuck was that? You see that? And then the kid walked back, walks back into the restaurant and he just goes, I forgot my coat. That's great. That's not a power move. Right. You got to let the coat go. Man. No, you lost that coat. <laughs> yeah. You got to leave the coat after you do right. that. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's do, uh, let's do some news there. Yeah. You want to do some news? Yeah, we, got, uh, we got a new little uh, sounder for the news. Mm. Here we go. <laughs> That's a good introduction. This is real professional. It is. <laughs> Sounds good, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's that's very nice. We're, we're up in the production value, guys. <laughs> I love it. It's way better than last week. So we've got we've got a combination up. of of news and just like the most ridiculous videos right here. I'd say it's all news. Yeah, I mean, this this is news for this kid's family. They found out something new about him. Oh, yeah. So we got to since this is a listening podcast. So this video that Scott's about to play, Nick, is a young man on a mechanical bull with, let's say, his grandma or his mother. And uh, let's go ahead and play this video. That's play not it. a good activity to do with your mom and your grandma. Oh, just wait. Now, for reference, the kid also looks like he has Down syndrome, possibly. <laughs> Pretty sure he does. <laughs> wow. There's not a question. And uh, as the bull goes, it's shaking the grandmother's ass or the mom. Right. And he is he's settling in. He's grabbing her hips. 
Yeah, he is. Oh, oh. Got a hand on the small of the back. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, He's the video cut out. <laughs> he was just gyrating, too. Do you think that was that his mom? Dude, for sure. And his first boner. <laughs> yeah. Start it over when it comes back. And for sure, when it first starts happening, like she could feel his boner or something because the face she makes towards the camera is like, whoa, guys. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty wild. But he definitely throws some. Oh, I think they took the video down. It's going to be weird around the <laughs> house. <laughs> they they took it down while we were podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, there we go. There we go. I got it back. Wait, wait. Wait until she makes a fur right here. Maybe Watch that's her face. or something. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. oh, he's so happy. Yeah. He's he loving is. life right now. Is it his birthday party? <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's the face. <laughs> She's like, oh, did she yeah. say he's in my asshole? I think that's what she <laughs> did said. She? That's what it I sounded like. like. She said that, dude. <laughs> he's in my asshole. Oh, he grabbed her real good there. Oh, <laughs> he just came, man. And then, yeah. and, well, look, they slow it down, and he's just, he's in the rhythm, dude. <laughs> yeah, can yeah. we give a shout out to the bull operator in this situation? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. this motherfucker. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to get pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) And he is in heaven. (laughs) So, yeah, that's. uh, Wow. Uh, Wait, what about go back to the. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Did that say a post punk band with learning disabilities? (laughs) I think it did. did say that. Well, oh, man. Uh, (laughs) Let's go to this other video we have (laughs) of. we're not going to check that out? We, we will. I, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll pull that up while this one's uh, going. Yeah, it did say that. Uh, this is a Florida man uh, clinging to a semi speeding down the highway. Florida be like. Uh, I saw this dude. Fuck? Yeah. You, did you? Wait, where? He's like a bug on the windshield. He's just hanging on there. Oh, he's smashing the windshield up. Yeah, How, did wait, you see yeah. it? Oh, my God. How did he get on there? They're That's not, a, like, by a stop. No, they're on the highway. It's a semi with, like, two... He's pulling two two trailers, trailers behind him. And then there's a naked guy riding the front of it. Yeah, he's just stuck on there. They're going pretty fast. Well, he's got, he has, like, a tank top oh, this on. Guy's a lot this guy's a lot lizard. This guy's a lot lizard. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How else would he got up there? He was sucking this guy's dick for sure. Yeah, the and he trucker didn't pay, pay yeah. He got to pay him. <laughs> like, he slams on the brakes to try to throw him off on the <laughs> yes, highway. Yeah, to, yeah, this yeah. is crazy. Oh, look at that guy's outfit. For sure he was fucking this guy. <laughs> I never thought about that. The dude lot lizard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, Henry. Then, That's Mr. Henry. He's sucking dick down at fucking loves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's find this. Uh, what was it? The post-punk band with uh, learning was a disabilities? special uh, <laughs> punk band. All right. I got to get the fucking video back up. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing this. That guy <laughs> hump his grandma again. Yeah. Right here. Post-punk band with learning disabilities. Yeah, let's see the, oh, 16 minutes oh, long. Look at, the, look at your looks and think, oh, it's a bad person. I don't look to what's actually inside of someone. I've never looked at somebody like that and thought that they were a bad person. No, no. that guy's a bad guy. Yeah. Hey, cut him some slack. He misunderstands. I just wanted to see him play live. That's a long. I figured it'd be like a couple minutes. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, maybe I can find like a little clip in here of them actually playing, or is this just the oh, Vice interview? Interviews. Wait. Good for them. Oh, man. here, Delta, Delta Seven. Fucking get after it. Yeah. There, there we, we go. go. Oh, they look. There we go. This guy in the front looks like my roommate. <laughs> oh. I dig it. Oh, here we go. It was Cooper did it. They're good. Yeah. They're not bad. I've seen a lot shittier bands than that. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) And they don't have learning disabilities. Yeah, able-bodied people. Uh, so here's Delta one seven. Of- check it out. Go on <laughs> iTunes and buy their shit. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to see if they're on Spotify. Here's uh, one of Davis's uh, stories that he found. Oh yeah. This, this enrages me. So two main police officers who allegedly, I don't know why it says allegedly they beat porcupines to death while on duty. And first of all, who gives a fuck about a porcupine? And a cop can't get fired for fucking killing a black guy. Exactly. Or a black person. They get fired the for beating a porcupine. Like this is this is what's wrong with fucking America right now. In Maine makes sense. With their batons. I didn't even know there were oh. porcupines just cruising around in Maine. No, yeah, that's a good point. And like, what's a porcupine good for? Like, why is that a big deal? Is it an endangered species or something? I don't know, but what? No, well, like you said, if that way, if that would have happened to, if they would have beat a fucking brown dude, they would have just been <laughs> yeah, filling out paperwork, right. like, oh, you're fine, dude. That's you like, it's so crazy. This, that's why this article caught my eyes. I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? With everything going on right now, these two motherfuckers lost their job. That's there's got to be fired. more to it. Yeah, and there's a third guy who got uh, uh, suspended for recording it, and that was it. But they were they were what are they fired. <laughs> For it says right here, knowingly or recklessly causing extreme physical pain to an animal. So when are we valuing an animal's life more than a human? So you know, like you oh, said, if if they would have killed a brown yeah, guy, I mean, true. they would have gotten paperwork, and that was. I mean, pretty much this country's been built on human trafficking. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean you're true. not wrong there. The worth of human lives in America has not always been number one ever, really. Yeah, uh, fuck those two guys. Uh, you shouldn't have been fired. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, whenever I click no. on this one, it tries to cut out. But this is another really funny video. Uh, <laughs> Davis found this one as well. Uh, five parrots are separated at this Br- British zoo for swearing at uh, people because they were encouraging each other to swear. That's nice. <laughs> I dig these guys. The radio's homemade. Oh, I'm not going to listen to an ad. Stupid. Uh, yeah, so we'll, uh, I'll get that video loaded up here in just a second. Fuck that ad. Uh, yeah, anyway, I wish I had a parrot that cussed at everybody. Yeah, that'd be great. Pretty much. Come into the house and just start cussing people out. Uh, well, it's weird. I didn't think parrots were that, I mean, obviously they can mimic you, but that's smart to like gang up together and encourage each other to say the same thing. I think they're pretty how do they, smart. How do they even know that that's a cuss word? I think they probably the see reaction, people reacting to it reaction. in a certain way. Yeah. yeah, my my grandparents had a red macaw, and when the phone would ring, he'd just say hello because he knew that's what you did when you picked when up the, the phone. phone. So, or the same with the doorbell. Uh, anybody ring the doorbell, he'd just yell hello. You know, just that they did they, that, they mimic that cuss? reaction. I never heard him say anything, but he loved coffee. He'd sit on my grandpa's shoulder and drink coffee with him. Really, the bird yeah. would? He would like reach his face into the the cup and just you know take a little bit out and then 
be all jacked up. Well, don't coffee beans come from like South America? Red macaws are from South America. I mean, maybe it's coffee beans. Bam. Yeah. Problem solved. Call me Davis, the science guy. <laughs> Davis, the science guy. <laughs> I like it. Oh, this is a whole like news thing. Anyway, these parrots were fucking cussing people out. <laughs> like, there's been a parrot that they tried to get to uh, testify in a murder trial once because it was around and it would like and recreate it, no way. what they think it had heard. Yeah. No way. I mean, no, I but guess I don't I'm think not it, giving them enough credit. <laughs> I heard earlier they're just wrapped in butcher paper in this fucking lady's fridge <laughs> like they don't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and these parrots would tell people to fuck off, I guess. So. That's great. I would go to the zoo a lot more if the parrots were swearing like that. Yeah. And what's wrong with these Brit- this British zoo that people are complaining? Don't British people call people cunts like all the time? Yeah, like, it's like just part of their these- regular vernacular. Who gives a fuck if these birds are saying fuck you? It's interesting. I mean, I guess kids. You don't want your kids saying that. Well, it's. England, though, they say worse. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we had the crazy story with uh, that group of guys that were planning on kidnapping uh, Michigan's governor. Oh, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, I forgot it is. about this. No, it's fine. The president said it's fine. I wouldn't worry about oh, it. Oh, he did? Well, pretty much. I didn't yeah. hear that. He said that she was, you know. I try not to pay attention to any of this shit, dude. <laughs> I think he puts up something out that's like, hey, they shouldn't do that, but liberate Michigan. It's like, what do you think people what? think when you fucking say that, you piece of shit? <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Well, and, and what's crazy to me is that uh, most of these guys uh, are part of those Proud Boys. You know, like they're in that whole clique that he just seems to be fine with. So, yeah, I saw what fucking um, <clears throat> whatever when he said he told the Proud Boys to stand down or stay ready or whatever the stand, fuck he said. Stand, stand down and stand by. The, uh, the next day, like their leader was on... Um, CNN, I believe, and he was wearing a Run the Jewel shirt, which is like what? the opposite. Yeah, it pissed me off so bad, Nick, because it's that, that was like the opposite of what those dudes stand totally. for. Totally. And this dude is like he is a minority. He's like a a Cuban. He's, Cuban, yeah, he's Afro-Cuban yes, is what it said. The leader of the Proud Boys? Yes, yes dude. <laughs> Good God. I, I don't understand and I was the like, dynamic of that I was like, this guy, all. like... He's hijacking the Run the Jewels because anyone who sees that who doesn't know if they ever see a Run the Jewels thing, they're going to associate that with Proud Boys, dude. Yeah. Which is super crazy dude, to I me. bet Run the Jewels, those dudes have to be pissed. Oh, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Dude. Hey, fucking take off our shirt. I'm surprised Killer Mike hasn't put something on yet. Dude, he doesn't give a fuck about the... He, he knows what he's about, you know. No, yeah, yeah. Kinda, yeah, but you're right. Dude. I don't know. I was incensed, man. I was like, these guys are fucking assholes, dude. And... Didn't these guys kidnap the governor because they were gonna like hold hold their own trial and say that she yeah. was like a uh, treason or whatever? But what they're doing is treason. <laughs> like she's a government official, dude. Yeah, <laughs> were they gonna try her and execute her? Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something what's like the point that. of a trial if, if you already gonna know execute it's anyway. gonna end in execution? Right. And what for? What are her crimes? Did they say? Oh, she closed down the subway, <laughs> like the subway sandwich shops, and they were pissed. They wanted like bars and restaurants and shit open. That's when they stormed the Capitol. Oh, that, yes, I remember they did that. I mean, because I you just know. think it's the subway because there's a, been the pictures there. The people wearing like fucking AR-15s on their back <laughs> yeah. to order sandwiches. <laughs> That's true. Crazy. That is crazy. I, don't I know. wonder. It's, I've always heard. Is it like this? Uh, you're for Pennsylvania, Scott. In Pennsylvania, I've always heard like Michigan and Ohio. There's like tons of fucking militia. Like up in the northern states, like that. that Idaho like, has a bunch. Yeah, in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has quite a few, like in the outskirts, because they have a right. big military. Fort Indian Town Gap is their big military base where the army trains. So you're going to get those guys all around military bases anywhere you're at. So 
Uh, like we do, I'm sure there's Nebraska a, there's has a Nebraska one, but I've militia. never heard fact, of it. Going back to crazy jobs, they do. for uh, sure they have to. There, oh, I have to leave here to go to that meeting. Actually, okay. no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard there's like an Omaha chapter. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is for sure because uh, uh, one uh, back to crazy stories on jobs and all that. But uh, we did a hoarder house where the guy was part of the Nebraska militia, so we found all of his like. He had like camo and shit like that. He had all kinds of weapons. And I was in the news for that one because we found mortar rounds and live grenades and shit like that. That Damn. we had a call. They had, live grenades? Yeah, dude? they had off at Air Force what Base. What the fuck? Omaha Bomb Squad, Sarpy County Bomb Squad, FBI, like the whole neighborhood in La Vista off of 72nd and Harrison got swarmed Man. because we had taken them out of the house and then realized, oh shit, this is a live grenade. And they like they cleared the whole block and I mean they evacuated people. It was nuts. You didn't throw it. <laughs> I mean, in I retrospect, it it out, I did. In retrospect, I did throw like a couple cases to the guy that I work with. They had the grenades in them. Had stuff oh, in them, and we didn't know. Man. So that's that scary. could have been really bad. But yeah, I wonder how you go about getting a grenade on this. Do you think he just stole them from his army it, base? It had to be. Some, I mean, the guy was like a, a reserve police officer with La Vista, so wow. somehow he had access to him. Is all I know. We didn't. We never got any real answers because the guy was dead. But I mean, yeah, I'm sure was, the police have grenades somewhere. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I, you know, those guys have all kinds of stuff. You just call the cops. Maybe they'll tell them just tell you just to throw it in the dumpster. But yeah, <laughs> like I that mean, that's shit. That's I'll why just we, toss it in the dumpster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I we call him because we're like, what the fuck do we do with this? And the guy that I worked with was ex-military, and he's the one who was like, don't touch that fucking thing again. That's live. We're leaving. <laughs> so yeah, but. uh yeah, Jesus. it's just it, those militias pop up anywhere, anywhere, especially red states. But, you know, like Pennsylvania is a super democratic state, but it's still, you know, once you get outside of like Pittsburgh and Philly and Harrisburg, the the rest of the state is pretty Republican. It's mostly red on the outside. Well, I bet I bet every state has a militia. Oh, you? yeah. Isn't that, sure. That's how we won the Revolutionary War, right? It was with militia back when they were like a different thing than they are today. Yeah, <laughs> When today they fought for different. our rights. Yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we got that. And then <laughs> Neil Brennan made some waves by uh, saying that uh, uh, Conway's daughter, Claudia, should make an OnlyFans for White House Intel since she leaked that. Oh, is that it, Trump that, being sick on uh, on right. TikTok, like saying that he was worse than he, he actually is. I've just found out about this Claudia Conway. And uh, I read an article where she, like they're saying that she's like the most important whistleblower right now of like this time. Cause all the shit she's been sharing yeah, dude. in real time. Yeah. Right. And she's anti Trump, but her <clears throat> mom is like, well, her dad is very anti Trump. Yeah. Apparently he's a, he's a Congressman or something. And so I guess that was rumors why she quit like being his campaign manager because it was like tearing their family apart. Cause her husband fucking hates Trump too. Yeah. I don't know how you, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Your wife is like, not right. only she coined, she's the one that coined the phrase alternative facts, but she gets <laughs> off of work. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't know how that, I don't know how they're not divorced, dude. No, I did not, not at all. Dude. Have you guys seen that knockout that's on there on that side? Oh, that spinning heel kick. Yeah. Did this you is see fucking that? Crazy. Oh yeah. Is this where the guy catches his leg? He's he holding, this dude is holding foot. one of his feet. And he, so he grabs his foot and then this dude flip kicks with his other foot. Oh, he was done. His eyes rolled back in his head right away. It's going to take that guy a couple days to remember how to spell his name. Like he gets knocked the fuck out. The greatest KO of all time is what these UFC fans are saying. Let's take a look at real time Well, that takes, you have to be such a fucking good athlete. 
I mean, I feel like my kid tried to kick me before, and I did this to him. <laughs> I mean, I didn't finish with the knockout. Just wasn't taped. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to remind him. Uh, my youngest was in karate for a while, dude, and he used to fucking, for a little while when he first started, his kicks didn't hurt, but then after a while, he like really like knew how to, like I guess, use his leverage and like oh, kick shit. my shin, dude. And I'd be like, fuck, man. <laughs> uh, and so our last story that we'll go out on is... <laughs> Missouri principal, sorry for demanding girls at volley game remove volleyball game remove their shirts. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait. All right. So I guess he stormed the volleyball court and demanded that they take their shirts off because they were supporting racial unity. They were wearing shirts oh. <laughs> that said "Together We Rise" and it had three different fists and three different skin tones. And he got mad and you know was like yelling at them to take their shirts off. And I just picture this old fat white guy yelling at a bunch of teenage girls to take their shirts off and how terrible yeah. that is. <laughs> oh, I bet parents were mad, dude. Well, you can turn that into something that's not like he was trying. They can be like, he was trying to see our titties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, why would you get mad at, at that unless you're a racist piece of shit? There's like, no other reason. There's no other reason at all. Well, I'm sure there were some parents that were like, yeah, fuck them. They can't wear those shirts. <laughs> And there were probably a couple that were like, yeah, take your shirts off. <laughs> you know what this remind, kind of reminds me of? The workaholics that that show um, when Chris D'Elia was on there, he played a fucking predator, and they went to a fucking high school or gymnastics, and they were telling people to take their shirts off and shit, like try to get his underwear for him. Huh. And then reality became, then TV became reality. <laughs> it <did. laughs> yeah. It's funny how that happens. <laughs> And that's the news? Yeah, that's all we got. Play the song again at the end. Let's play the song at the <laughs> yeah, end? All yeah, right. do it. That's the news. <laughs> and that was your 2020 news. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> all right, let's uh, finish up the show with a new thing we're going to do here. Uh, it was brought up by a conversation we had um, last week with Andres when he was on, another door guy. He pissed off a um, server at the funny bone by asking them how many Cheetos they could fit in their mouth. Well, now we have a big Cheetos board and everyone that stops in, uh, we'll see how many Cheetos we can fit in Nick Allen's mouth, uh, on the board right now. Scott's number one with 11. He was the first one. That's a lot. That was brutal too. Let me tell you, that was not an easy task. I did six. I'm disappointed. I thought I could do more. Uh, my fiance Michaela did five and those are the only people that have done it so far. Um, Nick, the over under for you is three. All right. And, and you can't uh, crush them. And you they can't, more than them. half of it has to be in your mouth. More than half has to be in your mouth and you cannot crush them. Um, let me get the Cheeto. Yeah. Go ahead and open the Cheeto bag and uh, I'm going to take video of this. Uh, the experts picks here or I got Nick doing six. Scott's got him doing seven. Uh, Michaela says five max <laughs> and Andres on the call in. Cause he's the ultimate expert says six also. <laughs> so let's get ready to do this here. You got video going over there. I will hear or a just picture a or something so we can prove this. Yeah. You All right. Start, I'll, I'll announce this. Nick's looking in the bag right now. They're bigger All than right. you thought, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't chew them. They just have to stay in the no, mouth. They just have, have to, to go in your, your mouth. mouth. This is number one. Going over, yep. He's tucking it in. Oh yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a, it's difficult. It's dude. not going to be six. <laughs> oh, he'd be surprised. Oh, it's two. He's got two in there. Where do you put him? He went opposite side. So you just got wherever you, gotta, you find it, dude. You got to find it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the third one's a little difficult. It's going. He went in the middle on the third one. He went opposite sides. Fourth one. 
He's going back to the uh, right side. Uh, he's got four. He said four is done. <laughs> he tests out four. He, I'll count it four. He yeah. got it in there. Four. <laughs> there are no winners. Michaela it's, was the closest. It's not as easy as it, as you would think it would no. be. And now How next will 11? be last. Dude, uh, he, insane. <laughs> we've got the video of it in slow motion. It's pretty ridiculous. Jesus. <laughs> uh, like I had them like every, like, I don't even know how I did it. I, I really wish I would have got the twelfth one, and I thought I was going to do fourteen. I, I it was, was like real close to big 12. ball in it. I said I'm going to do fourteen, and then when he he did it first and pulled the Cheetos out, I'm like, oh fuck, I'm not doing fourteen. Four is pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in the bottom. When you're, I saw the over under at three, I'm like, oh come yeah, on, nothing, nothing. I thought I'd do twelve at least. I and, just wanted uh, to keep breathing. Yeah, <laughs> that's there was one point where uh, I felt. I felt like uh, there's definitely a technique to it. I felt like I was going to choke and I had to stop. I, yeah, there's a fear of Cheeto. Long. I almost got seven, but uh, I crushed it towards the end, so it didn't count. But yeah, you're pulling up the rear, but yeah. I mean, maybe it's not something you want to be a part if of. I could try to do that, I, right. yeah. <laughs> I, I needed a better plan. I just started shoving them in there. There was nowhere for him to go. Yeah. And uh, hopefully Cheeto sponsors us. <laughs> That's very disappointing. <laughs> I feel like I've let it everybody was good, down. It was a good effort. Four Cheetos. It was a good effort. Hey, well, we don't now, know. You're the first guest that's had to go through this. So Well, and now you can practice at home. Right. So if we have you on again. Yeah, exactly. You know, you'll you be can ready. always get another chance. Yeah, I might practice. <laughs> <laughs> like I need one more thing in my way of trying to get laid. I was like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just fucking seeing how many Cheetos I can shove in my mouth. I only had four before. It's embarrassing. Show up with a headband on and sweatbands on your wrist. Just I got to beat the guys. They're fucking. It's called self-improvement. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, I think we're about time to wrap it up. Nice. Thanks for coming. Fun. Thanks for having me. Guys. Yep. Fun. Yeah. Thanks for All listening. Right. Everybody. And we got a song to take you guys out to do that email. <laughs> email address is door guys pod at yahoo.com. Find us at socials at the same at door guys pod. Thanks for coming out guys. Thanks.